people will come to us for help, uh, which we love. I mean, people are paying us for help. And so we want to be the coaches and we kind of want to be the North Stars to, so we can explain to people, listen, you don't have to go on a juice cleanse. You don't have to stop eating carbs. You don't have to do anything crazy. Like we're trying to show people that we live quite normal lives. We don't party all the time, but we also drink wine. We don't eat junk food every day, but we do eat junk food sometimes. Like we're trying to show people that you can live this fairly balanced life and still get the results you want. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably what we're trying to be as North Stars for people. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Stronger, Healthier, Happier podcast. We are excited to have you with us and thrilled to have the opportunity to improve together. We believe that by paying close attention to our mindset, movement, sleep, stress, nutrition, and network, we can create the life we were intended to live. Here is to a stronger, healthier, happier you. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Stronger, Healthier, Happier podcast. We are super excited to be back with you. Episode 42. 42. Nice. How did you enjoy that two-part episode, everybody? Uh, we had some, I thought, some great feedback Yeah. from our peeps at the gym. Yep. I think the conversation with Ray was quite funny. Um, great job to Ray. I think he reeled in his language incredibly well. I think do we have maybe <laughs> yes. just only one or two swears on that episode. Um, we love Ray and love chatting with him. I think when you're chatting with him in perhaps a real life situation. Um, there may be a few more F-bombs involved. Yeah, but it's it's classy F-bombs though. I don't ever yeah. think of Ray as... He rolls them right off his yeah. tongue. <laughs> Vulgar. Um, yeah. But anyway, g- good job on that episode, Ray. And um, good job because he has since been through well the open had just wrapped up and we have since been through the age group qualifiers for the crossfit games and ray um earned himself a spot in the top 20 in the world which means he sorry top 30 in the world um which means that he proceeds to the semifinals, which is another online competition where he is going to try and get himself into the top 10 so that he can go back to the games right so last year it was top 20 mm-hmm got you to the games now uh the masters divisions are extra tough now i think it's just top 10 get to go so um, i believe ray can do it it's just there is a lot of fit people out there um jen and i just went through the age qualifiers as well i just missed my ticket to the games um, <laughs> by 200 and some spots i think i was maybe 200 not even to the games you missed your ticket to the <laughs> semifinals. <laughs> uh, but i am totally happy i Finished exactly where I thought I would place. Um, there is just a lot of fit people, regardless if you're in your yeah. 35 to 39 category or you are in the 55 to 59. Yeah, is that or Ray, any Ray's category. Right yeah. Yeah. A lot of fit people out there. But um, yeah, congrats to Ray. And again, hope you guys enjoyed episode 40 and 41 with Ray there. Um, it was a really fun conversation. Uh, to go through all of that. Um, what's on the agenda today, Jen? Well, the agenda. Um, the, oh, uh, I think we just start with a kind of a general update. It's finally, I think it's safe to say it's finally spring. The snow is gone. It's May 5th. And um, we had our first team wad 
slash fundraiser at the gym last weekend and it was magnificent. Yeah. It's just good Such to a feel good normal feeling. again. Yes. We've kind of like, I've been talking with a few people in the gym and we just, we don't even say the C word anymore. Um, it's just nice to be around the people you love and just be you and do you and not have to feel like you're breaking any rules or anything like that. So uh, it was lovely for a lot of reasons. Um, thank you to everybody who, yeah, thank you to everyone who's who's a part of our um, our life. There was um, quite a few people contributed to a little, what do you call it, sympathy gift. Um, yeah, we weren't going to bring this up actually, but I've already headed down that I was road, like, so okay. it's too late now. <laughs> Not on the agenda. Um, Yeah, our dog Casey passed away a few weeks ago. And I also said I wasn't going to bring it up because I'm not going to cry on this podcast and it's going to be tough. Um, But we sure miss him. And we'd like to thank everybody for your love and support. And yeah, we read all all the messages. I can say right now. Yeah, Um, we read all the messages and um, just people had written their different memories and. Um, just to know that there's that many people. I mean, we know that we have a, an incredible support system behind us always. Um, but yeah, this just kind of surprise came through and you're just reminded of how many wonderful people are, are around us. And, um, yeah, it was, it's been a, a tough couple of weeks and yeah, the fundraiser was nice. So let's go back to that. Yes. Back to the fundraiser. Um, but yeah, we love you guys and we, we miss Casey every day. Um, it was your fault, Jen. You brought up the fundraiser and now I have to talk about that. <laughs> I could not not thank people. Um, but yes, the weather has been nice. We yes. got the doors open and we had our first running workout yesterday. But uh, yeah, we hope, you know, as we fire up this podcast on like this first actual spring day or week we've had, um, you know, meeting with a lot of people lately too. I, I think it's, you know, we never want to use like winter as an excuse of why we're letting things slide, but it is a tougher time of year. Mm-hmm. It's, it's okay to admit that. And I think like now is a good time to move forward and start building some awesome habits. And that's kind of what our podcast is about today. You know, it's spring and, you know, we're, we're not for, you know, oh, I'll start in the spring or I'll start January 1st or I'll start on Monday, but it is a lovely time outside. It's, it's definitely a great time to, make some positive changes that we can just ingrain into our life and then carry them through next year. Yes. Small positive changes. I've also seen a few like kicking the season off with a 10 K run. And I'm like, whoa, okay. That is just, (laughs) okay. That's a lot. Yeah. Take it slow. Take take it it slow. Make a plan for sustainability. Yes. Um, yeah. Big in our household or my life mostly, but, uh, French braids have, revolutionized my hair game. In April, I decided that I was going to teach myself to French braid finally, 38 years old. And yeah, I did it. I'm not quite perfection yet, but they are getting better and better. And I am just loving A, that I learned a new skill and practiced it and was frustrated and Growth mindset. Growth John. mindset. Yep. Um, but yeah, just loving new hairstyles at 38. My update today is kind of a funny story that popped into my head. I haven't even told you this story, but um, it was a few days ago that I was listening to the radio, driving to work, and the art of mouth taping came up on the radio. (laughs) 
interesting. Apparently, like some celebs or people on social media were talking about how taping your mouth while you're sleeping can be an easy way to fix snoring or breathing issues at night. There was also a disclaimer, and perhaps I should give a disclaimer as well, but basically don't try this at home. I don't recommend this because if there's deeper issues going on, then perhaps taping your mouth shut isn't safe. <laughs> yes. However, it's been like recommended by other people too. So I feel not so crazy now because I started this, what, like two years ago? Yeah. Um, which sounds super crazy. I think we had a good laugh on that one that it's, I don't know. I don't see myself, but I imagine when Jen comes in and I'm already sleeping, it's borderline creepy and crazy. But um, it's been really helping me with my breathing and sleep just so I can breathe through my nose. But the the funny update here is we basically discovered that Jen can like speak droid. <laughs> because about this. Uh, like lately we discovered this like a month or two ago, but if I have my mouth um, already taped and I'm going to sleep, I don't like to untape it because then the, the stickiness of the tape is gone. So it's just kind of taped up and we've had like some pretty decent conversations, which is absolutely hilarious. Yes. About like, you know, the first time it would be like, mm-hmm, and Jen like, would say, I love you. There we go. <laughs> and then other times it'd be like, hmm, <laughs> and Jen say, no, I didn't take anything out for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy how far it's gone where like you picked up on the tone of um, whatever Sometimes saying, you have to but, repeat it. <laughs> but we had a very, yeah, a couple of really funny moments where. And this is also in the dark. Like there's yeah. no hand gestures involved. Um, but anyway, so Jen can. So if we're ever like watching Star Wars and you're thinking like, geez, how does, you know, Luke talk to R2-D2 when it's just beeps and boops. And then now it's like, huh, it's real. If you listen long enough to <laughs> the beeps and boops and the tones of um, R2-D2 or the droids, because Jen is, right, I'm basically the test droid and Jen is starting to learn how to. Jen's a Jedi. Basically. Anyway, <laughs> funny side story, everybody. Uh, should we get to it? Yes. Well, the only thing I was also going to say is that I am super excited. This weekend, I am hitting the local competition floor, which I have not done in <clears throat> many, many years. I actually don't remember the last time I competed. Like, would it have been regionals? Jeez, I, no. There's got to be something after that. I don't even know what would be. Uh, yeah. Well, I was pregnant in 2018, so it wasn't. Rocker comp? Yeah, I maybe. I don't think. Yeah, maybe. Anyways, it's been a long time. It's been since 2018 for sure. Um, so yeah, I am just super, super, super excited to uh, thrill down. I kind of was like, oh, I don't know. And and then now that the day, I think tomorrow is our first event in the evening. And I am just like, I remember what this feels like. And I am so pumped to um, crush it. Yeah. With my partner, Andrea. Good luck. <laughs> Andrea Cook from Andrea Cook, yes. There's a, li there's a live feed, so I'll be sharing that with everyone. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into our triple threat for today. Yeah, we picked three topics that we want to chat about today, three topics that we hope can help you improve your life. Um, we're going to go with a 10-minute timer today. Sometimes when we get going... On our conversations, they tend to drag. So I guess if we're in the middle of a really good point, we'll finish that point. But we'll try to keep each topic to 10 minutes today so you can get on with your day. And topic number one is evening snacking. Start the clock. Yep. All right. 
We got an old car horn as the alarm in 10. Um, evening snacking. So Jen and I are nutrition coaches at our gym. So our little side gig is rocked nutrition. We meet with people quite often, usually one or two weekly to chat about um, how we can help them or what they need help with. Struggling with evening snacking is like, if it's not 99.9%, it's 100%. Um, almost everybody we chat with talks about evening snacking. And with all the work that we've done with people over the years, diving into their meals and what they're doing and habits, we, um, well, we're well aware that it's a common problem. So I'm assuming there's people listening right now who agree with it, but we kind of have some common themes that we'd like to address. I made a Instagram post about it not too long ago, but I think it's just some important things that we want to chat about um, today to hopefully help people with, I guess, keeping their snacking in check. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think the first thing, the biggest thing is, are you eating enough at meals um, to actually keep you full through the evening or even full through the afternoon? And the most often times, the answer is no. Yeah, um, when we, we start working with people, I think people get very excited. They want to do so good that their meals become, you know, not that they're too healthy, but they're you know, they're putting the right things on the plate, but then their portions are just much, much, much too small. Mm -hmm. And we can always figure this out with people that, you know, what's your calorie count for the day? 24, 2,500. Right. So 2,500. I mean, if you divide that by three, we're looking at 800 calories per meal. So when, um, and again, if somebody's a bit smaller than Jen, then perhaps the numbers are a bit less, but we could be looking at 600 to 800 to 900 calories per meal. It's a red flag when we start seeing meals that are 300 to 400 because it's just a clear sign we're under eating at these moments of, hey, we're trying to do good. So we have these smaller meals mm -hmm. and we always look at it as we need to kind of fill up the tank. We need to get to the number we need to get to or we're going to pay for it either the next day or that evening. So yeah, you need to kind of eat proper sized meals, adult sized meals with the amount of protein, carbs, calories that essentially you're, you're going to need for the entire day. So um, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. And I think we, we are running a nutrition challenge right now. And that was a huge takeaway from um, one of the weeks that we ran that when they had a, you know, a balanced and full dinner, they didn't feel the need to snack in the evening. And that is just so huge to realize about yourself. And it doesn't mean filling up to like, you know, an 11 out of 10. It just means having a good dinner, like leaving the table satisfied. It's not that hard to make it a couple more hours and then go to bed. But if you've left the table unsatisfied or if you didn't really eat any lunch, like now you're just kind of catching up yourself from the lunch that you should have had and your body truly is still hungry. Um, and then of course at eight o'clock, we're all out of willpower and we're not going to make the best choice. And that leads us right to the next point on that one is stop skipping meals. We don't recommend to any of our clients to skip breakfast or skip lunch. We need to build a, just a consistency throughout, throughout the day. You know, Jen and I, like we don't snack that much. We, we, we sometimes we'll have the occasional mm -hmm. evening snack and we'll get into kind of what we do there, but um, we eat a very good breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day, and we're generally not hungry between meals. So we're just, we're not a fan of skipping meals. And, you know, there might be people like, yeah, like, you know, I don't eat breakfast, I don't eat lunch, or I do this, or I do that. But it it's always comes back to a question of, is 
are those choices, are those habits serving you right now? Because Mm -hmm. if you're a hardcore evening snacker, then it's not working. Yeah. Well, and I also think you can even relate to that in the sense of reflecting on your past decisions and choices, because there was a time that you were not having breakfast and you were kind of eating, like starting your day at one. Um, Yeah. That was kind of like in the afternoon. Yeah. I think, you know, I was kind of doing that. Was that a couple years ago? Yeah. Kind of intermittent fasting was just coming on the scene. This whole idea about fasting to make you whatever. And so I just experimented with it for a bit. Um, I had no problems with it as far as like not eating breakfast, but um, I had found just overall, it wasn't making me feel better. And my performance in the gym was just not there. As soon as I started introducing bigger breakfasts back in and getting more protein throughout the day, like there was a time I remember, you know, you could ask coach Shane at the gym or even Carter, like there was a time where all of a sudden my squats were starting to catch up to them again. And you know, they're like, holy geez, like what's going on? I said, yeah, like I just, I started eating more again. My performance in the gym just skyrocketed. My body fat started coming down again. So it almost had the opposite effect that I was looking for. Yeah. So, I mean, for you, like you might've been slightly leaner, but like it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't serving you. I wouldn't say in even the leaner. Long run. I was just lighter. Right. Like I was, I, I, I don't think I looked yeah, you don't look as different. good. No, I was just lighter. But uh, anyway, we're just, yeah, we just, we're, we're all about finding calorie control with people. And I just, I don't think skipping meals is, is the way to do that. We think balanced meals throughout the day so yeah. that your body learns that there's, you know, there's a meal coming soon and I, we don't need to be snacking all day. And again, if we're skipping meals or we're eating too small of meals, we're going to get to the end of the day and our body is like craving, like we're, we're, we're undernourished. So it's craving more calories. And then we tend yeah. to, we tend to make poor decisions in the evening because we're starving. Mm-hmm. And we, then we just tend to overdo it. So it's like, oh, oh, I'm creating this window where I can snack. I'm like, but is it going well for you, right? Are yes. you getting towards your goals or are you still struggling? Yeah, exactly. Number three is just the most obvious one. Don't keep it in the house. We, I think we've said this on the podcast lots, but talked about the fruitcake episode. Mm-hmm. Like if there's ice cream in the house, I am going to eat it. So basically, I just don't think any foods you're not proud to snack on shouldn't be kept in the house. And I, and I don't think personally, I'm not trying to harp on people, but I just don't think using our kids, you know, isn't, is a good excuse either. Like, Oh, like those are for the kids. Like, okay. But, but why are you eating them then? And if you don't want to eat them and they're bad, why, why are you your having kids the house them? for the kids? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I just think there's nothing wrong with ice cream, but like, I think go as a family and go to Dairy Queen or Velvet Dip or twister like go go have ice cream go grab a cone Mm -hmm. great idea wow what a what a fantastic thing to do with your family but if you're keeping four liter pails of ice cream in your freezer science has proven this too right with the popcorn example and yeah the vending machine the more you have the more you'll eat yes exactly so um and that goes for any bad snacks or alcohol in the house like it's just you know i'm not telling you how to really live your life i'm just trying to find ways to help people improve but well, more, and it's also just the more that, of it in your house, the more you're going to eat. Yeah, that the it is proven that willpower is not like you don't renew your willpower. It's a finite resource. It's a finite resource. Yes, you can't renew it during the day. You wake up and you already have your set amount for the day. So if it, if you've lost it all in the first ten minutes of um, just getting out the war, de- or the door, or dealing with a coworker or traffic or whatever it may be, 
Like you don't have any left. You're not a bad person. You physically don't have any left. If you don't sleep well, you don't really start with any to begin with. So again, all these kind of things lead towards um, making potentially bad decisions in the evening. Yeah. It's rarely just you were born with lack of willpower. Mm -hmm. It's your environment is probably not great. Yeah. We are on the last tip for evening snackers which is also maybe a super obvious one, but have better options available to you where, you know, what if you had a giant fruit tray in your fridge? And I understand maybe a fruit tray isn't as enticing as chips or whatever, but we don't keep that stuff in the house because it doesn't make us feel good that evening or the next morning, right? We feel guilty. We feel like a failure. So that stuff is not in the house. Let's have good snack options. So if after supper I am hungry, I mean, a go-to for me, Again, sounds super boring, but I'm usually not super hungry. So my snack is just a bubbly, an apple, maybe two apples. Um, I love making like a little fruit salad with banana, apple, and grapefruit and some cinnamon. Which you can like barely finish. Yeah. Like it's, and it's almost nothing in terms of calories. And Greek yogurt with berries. So I get some protein, but I just, we got to start, you know, again, work with a nutrition coach or work with yourself to determine what are like two or three much healthier snack option. So if you are going to have that snack, then at least you're, you know, you're still on track with your goals. Yeah. And I think to kind of wrap that up, I think the reason apples don't seem as enticing as chips is because apples don't have teams of scientists adding strange things to food so that your brain literally can't stop eating them. Um, So of course they're not as enticing. We get it. (laughs) but you still have to choose the apple <laughs> the majority of time. Nailed it. 10 seconds left. Way to go. All right. Pause that. Sorry, everybody. You don't get to hear the old car horn. It's like that game we got. Um, one of our friends, yeah, gave us perfection. Well, gave Paxton perfection. That's hilarious because we've been playing it. But um, yeah, and just the... The buzzing and the... The, the, the thought of, of that, that buzzer like scaring me mid-sentence. It's like... I have to stop talking right now. (laughs) Um, Number two is going to be, we're kind of coining this term um, or phrase, find your North Star. And follow your North Star. Yes. So the North Star, I'm not good at history at all, but I'll just make all this up on that. But back in the day, or Moana, do they follow the North Star of Moana? Is that my history lesson as a Disney movie? But I think so. (laughs) The North Star in the sky is the brightest star and it, points towards north yikes should have wikipedia that before we started this episode (laughs) Um, but anyway it guides us when we're lost at sea guides us in the dark so we basically need to find our north star that's going to guide us not literally but when we are lost in regards to health fitness parenting decisions you name it that who are we going to look up to and, and follow kind of what they're doing, that's kind of like our North Star. Yeah. Did I describe that correctly? Yeah. I think there's a great example in the book that I'm still reading. Um, you know, it's called Switch by Chip and Dan Heath. And they talk about, I think they talk about it as bright spots, but we kind of already use bright spots for something else. So in a company where you know, they're obviously trying to get uh, the most amount of sales and only two sales per two, sales, two, two salespeople are excelling out of, let's just say 20. 
so they have these um you know what what's the is that 20 percent no 10 percent out of 10 yeah 10 percent 20 percent Sorry, I said out of 20, two out of 20. Oh, two out of 20, one out of 10, 10%. Gotcha. Um, so 10% of their sales force is excelling and the rest um, are having trouble meeting any of their quotas. And so I think the first thing that we think of is like, oh, all these other people need more coaching. They need more training. We're not doing enough. We're um, like, how can we support them? And what the book talks about is that instead of focusing on all of these staff that are not hitting the quotas, why not go and talk to the two people that are excelling and figure out what they're doing? Because whatever they're doing is working. So assuming that their sales are legit, they're not, you know, stealing anything from the company and all that stuff, um, really talking to those salespeople and figuring out what's working and then adopting their strategies and finding ways to teach the rest of the sales force their strategies is the way to go about that. And that's very similar in life, right? Find people that are doing the things that you want to do well. They're already doing them well and ask them what they're doing and listen and listen and (laughs) And listen. So in our world, it's, you know, it's a lot to do with health and fitness Mm -hmm. and we find people will come to us for help, uh, which we love. I mean, people are paying us for help. And so we want to be the coaches and we kind of want to be the North stars to, so we can explain to people, listen, you don't have to go on a juice cleanse. You don't have to stop eating carbs. You don't have to do anything crazy. Like we're trying to show people that we live quite normal lives. We don't party all the time, but we also drink wine. We don't eat junk food every day, but we do eat junk food sometimes. Like we're trying to show people that you can live this fairly balanced life and still get the results you want. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably what we're trying to be as North Stars for people. But people will come to us and like all of a sudden they're they're kind of doing something that just something we haven't recommended, something that we don't do, but they heard it from a coworker and it just leaves us scratching our heads. So it's like, okay, are, are we the North Star or are they? You're going to follow random Susie Jane because she read something in a magazine that got printed from some article. Like it's, it's just like, we got to be careful. We're not getting pulled in 12 different directions. We need to hone in and focus on, again, who are our North Stars? Maybe there's one, two or three people. Stay focused. Ask what they're doing. If you don't like the answer, like, yeah, like I blah, 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 don't, I just, I never have any, whatever. I never drink alcohol. I go to sleep at 7 p.m. Like if all of a sudden you, you're not really on board, on board with, with their how they're lifestyle, living their life, yeah. Perhaps, you know, even if they've got maybe the results you're, 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 you think you're looking for, maybe they're not your North Star. You could go move on. So, I mean, if somebody meets with us and they, they really don't like our approach, yeah, like we're probably not your North Star and that's okay. Um, but kind of pick one or two people, even who you follow on social media matters, you know, um, don't get pulled in random different directions. That's what people, cause people to do crazy, silly things, following fad diets, paying money for things that they shouldn't be paying money for. Um, the big examples in our house, I would say, you know, in regards to parenting is before we had Paxton, we wanted to get on top of things and, you know, we wanted to figure out like what's the best way to develop awesome sleep habits for a baby, a toddler, and 
I mean, we have lots of friends with different kids, but we, we chose our North Star was? Um, sleep Sanity. Sleep Sanity. A sleep Consultant in Brandon. And we we trusted her. We enjoyed her work. We loved everything about it. So that was that was our North Star. I'm, you know, it wasn't about, I'm not listening to anybody else, but it was kind of like that. I wasn't. Well, yeah, I got, you know, it's like, how do you pick that person? Well, I got some great, um, you know, reviews and recommendations from people that had used her work. I contacted her for, you know, to set up a call. Like it just, you know, they're professional and then you meet with them and you just feel, I just feel like, you know, you know, if you're compatible with what they're saying or if what they're saying is kind of giving you anxiety and making you uneasy and you're thinking, I don't know if I can do that with, you know what I mean? Then that's maybe not the person to follow. But once you find that person, like we just got a plan and stuck with it. And if we had issues, we had that person to go back to. Um, so instead of me, you know, t- taking her advice, but then Googling it against every other single sleep program to see all the difference and then confusing myself, it's just find someone that you trust and that, you know, has kind of proven results to deliver what you're asking for and then follow it and see what happens. You may need to make changes or go back to them or whatever, but you're not, and for us googling and looking around for the rest of you know yeah your or, or taking advice from her time. and then 10 different parents about what they did and again for us if we like being completely honest it went incredibly well we did we did like everything exactly the way she said it we kind of said okay she's the expert let's just go with it and it went incredibly incredibly well doesn't mean it was easy no <laughs> but we also didn't kind of do what she said yes. we did what she said the next example was the potty training book, right? Potty training toddlers can be can be very, 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 very difficult from what we've yeah. heard. We found a book and an author. And again, my best friend said, hey, this book is so awesome. I used it. Uh, everything made sense. It went really well. Okay, awesome. Yeah. I'll read this book. Does it make sense to me? Yes, it does. Yeah. And she said in the one chapter, remember we were discussing this one night, that potty training during doing the day and the night at the same time is the best option. However, that could overwhelm some parents. And she said it can be done like first do day, then do night. So we were trying to figure out what to do. And we just kept going back to the line, the chapter where she said, doing day and night at the same time, it's harder, but it will yield quicker results. And we just kind of, again, we saw, we were like, okay, like, you know, going off her own rule, follow your North Star. She says in the book, it will yield quicker results. It is the better option. So we, we we went with it. We trusted it. It was it wasn't an easy decision because we okay, geez, day and night at the same time. But again, just in, in some examples of us picking North Stars and following them, I do the same thing with the gym. I have my North Stars who I, I follow their advice very closely, like Ben Bergeron being one of them on how to run a proper, you know, um gym and, and you know, we have mentors that help us with our nutrition business and with our just gym business, business overall, so yeah. We've kind of like we we pick people out and we really follow them and we really we build relationships and we really trust them. I mean, there's obviously been different situations where, again, if if it's not a great relationship, it's also time to move on. But yeah, and that's the thing. I think some people they are great until you know you realize, oh, like I didn't realize that you know that was there. Like, oh, I don't really agree with that. So there's certainly been people that I've followed that have. Um, you know, that I don't follow anymore. So it, you know, I got it's all, whatever. It's also okay to change your mind. Totally. And grow as a, 
Yes, I yeah. think the the kind of the final point on this and just finding your North Star is that it requires listening, but it also requires you to not say about someone, oh, they had such good luck or like, oh, they're so lucky that, you know, their their kid eats so well. And like, how about give or they're so lucky that they're so strong. They're so lucky that they're not overweight. No, like how about give those people some credit and say, wow, like you've obviously done something right. What is it? Can you share it instead of assuming that they got lucky and you didn't? Exactly. Three, two, one. Good job. (laughs) Exactly. Give the people some credit who are doing things correctly because they're doing some things correctly. Um, All right. We're on to number three of this triple threat. And number three is... Make decisions based on the person that you want to become. So not on the person you are right now, which yes. sounds weird to say or think that don't mm-hmm. make decisions based on the person you are right now. But we're talking about in any area you want to improve, right? I love playing music. So if I'm looking at this phenomenal guitar player and I'm thinking, geez, I want to be as good as that person. How do I get there? Um, I have to start to almost like put my feet into their shoes and start to think, okay, I need to start making decisions based on that person who I want to become, not where I'm at right now. So in that example, I'm, again, I'm making the situation up, but I'm going to say a very, very, very good musician is not practicing five minutes a day, (laughs) right? So sometimes it's like you're making decisions on who you are right now, but um, ultimately who you want to become Right. If that's whatever in business or if that's in, again, the area that we work with the most is somebody trying to be fitter, stronger, healthier, happier. They want to lose weight or they want to, you know, and in this case, you know, it's related to following your North Star. But a lot of people come in, you know, they want to, you know, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, they, they, you know, they weighed this much. And so now they want to weigh that much and they want to kind of become that person again or like we said when you're following your north star if if it's you know in this case if it's to do with wow that person's so strong healthy and fit right it's like the decisions that they're making you have to start making some of those decisions as well Mm -hmm. you can't continue continuously or continually make the decisions that you're currently making, right? Because those decisions have put you you to where you are today. And I think the goal for everyone is to get to a point where you are happy with yourself. You are confident in yourself. You're confident in your choices. And of course, there's always room for improvement. But to, you know, to be in your 30s or 40s and to be so unhappy with your body and unhappy with your progress and it's affecting your marriage and it's affecting probably how, um, you know, if you have kids, it's, it's affecting how they see themselves or like it, it's, it is affecting all over. And I'm speaking not about one person, but of many that have come into our office that are truly unhappy. And so that's, if you're someone that's like, I'm really happy with my life, then that is awesome. Like that's the goal. And most conversations with us, like when we're doing goal setting, like, you know, not everybody's out to lose weight, but the the conversation usually starts with, I'd like to lose X amount of pounds. And then when we dive into that more, it, it, like Jen said, it leads to 
it's not just about the weight. It's, it's about self-esteem, confidence. Oh, I want to be a better role model for my kids. You know, I want my husband or my wife to be healthier. You know, I want to lead by example. So it, it, it's related to so much more than weight. But, you know, let's just say someone says, I want to lose 30 pounds. Okay, so if someone weighs 220 and they want to weigh 190, that's where we want to say, okay, what decisions is that 190 pound version of yourself making, right? Like, is that person working out once every two weeks? Let's just say what this 190 person is really got their shit together and really happy and really fit and healthy and they're a better spouse, a better parent, better friend, like everything, you know, everything is going really well for this person, right? Is that person, you know, drinking alcohol every night? Is that person eating out multiple times a week? Is that person, like I said, working out once every two weeks? Does that person watch six hours of television each day? Or does that person go for a walk in the evening, right? And when you, when you ask those questions to yourself out loud, the answers are quite obvious that, yeah, that person's probably not, you know, logging four hours on social media every day. That person's probably going for a walk, maybe with a podcast. <laughs> so it's not like your your life doesn't have to be like incredibly boring and strict, but mm-hmm. you have to start making decisions or start to build that lifestyle to get to that place. So it's a lot more than just saying, I want to lose 30, 40 pounds. You have to change your identity to be okay with the decisions that are going to lead you to correct to to get you where you want to go and i think you know one of the ones that comes up a lot is um you know and say again these are examples like say there is um a man and he you know he wants to lose weight he wants to be healthier has some performance goals but you know every weekend you know once during the week there's a you know a golf game that's whatever could be x amount of beers on the golf course and then every weekend um you know could be at a cabin or is just you know used to hosting people so then there's more beers or there's more wine or whatever it is and i can assure you that you know most um males that are fairly um healthy and fit are not having you know six to eight beers multiple times a week and like i can say that with confidence that that's not what's happening and we're also going to say that's totally fine if you are totally happy with where you're at yes exactly go for it have you can't have both you can't have you can't complain about wanting to to be yeah going to this fake made up person but you can have unhappy 220 pound person and have you know again unhappy and have extremely happy 190 right like i'm saying it's going to require you want different outcomes it's going to require different decisions um and we also want to say that you know we don't we're not trying to jump to that person like it's going to take some baby steps along the way but it's going to require change um and change is hard but that's kind of where it's really what we're trying with people um we we work hard with people to kind of start to create a path or a journey but if we just kind of keep doing the same things it's just, it's kind of a vicious circle of, you know, I am unhappy. I keep doing the same thing. I keep making the same decisions. I keep getting the same results. I'm unhappy and around and around we go. So at some point we kind of have to get off that, yeah that, that unhappy carousel that's just taking us in circles. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, and I get it that, you know, 
whatever we're doing right now, we're doing it for a reason again. So maybe we do enjoy going on the golf course and having eight beers and we enjoy hosting on the weekends, but then you just have to be happy with the the consequences of those events. Like yeah. you just have to be happy with how things are. And if you are, then yeah. you're already there. Yeah. And if you want to change, it's going to require a change. So it's it's also okay to, you know, again, this is what we work on the most is, is identify the lowest hanging fruit. So if somebody says like, and again, you got to be completely honest with yourself and completely honest with us when we're just chatting about this, that if someone's like, yeah, like I, I probably drink... 12 to 15 beers a week. Like we're not, we've never shamed anybody yet and we will never shame anybody. We'll say, okay, cool. Like, thank you for sharing that. Um, is that something you want to work on? Most of the time people say yes. Once they identify their lowest hanging fruit, they usually want to work on it. Okay. Step one is instead of 15 beers a week, how are we going to get that down to like, you know, maybe 10 to 12, you know, what's a reasonable, mm-hmm improvement for you um, and usually that conversation starts off quite well because people are okay so th- they're not asking me to quit golf and quit hanging out with my friends mm-hmm. and quit this but you know if we can start working on some of those things that, and make those different decisions you know basically again if we're going back to this 220 pound person <laughs> what decisions are the 210 pound person making you know we're not quite at 190 yet but we're going to start making decisions that's going to lead you towards 210. Um, and again, there are lots of people that are 210 that are perfectly fit. And we're just picking random numbers here. Yes, just <laughs> random average conversation. And again, it's, yeah. But I hope you all understand where we're going with that one. That again, it's not just about weight loss, but if I'm unhappy with the way my business is going and I think, geez, that North Star of mine seems really happy and their business seems to be thriving, right? Like, what are they doing? What decisions are they doing that I'm not doing? Right? I just have to start thinking, okay, like what would essentially, what would Ben Bergeron do in this situation? Right? That sometimes is a question I ask myself to guide myself in my decision-making. It identifies when I've screwed up. It identifies areas I need improvement, you know? So what, what is really successful business person Zach doing in these decisions? Right? I, I play off Play, play out that that um, journey in my head so I yeah. can start making those decisions, right? So, Well, and I think our business mentor, they even say to us, like, well, what, you know, what does your perfect day look like? What do you want to achieve as business owners? How will you know when you get there? And I think that's so important is creating, again, that book that I'm reading talks about destination postcards. Like what, how will you know? What do you want it to be like? Um, because even in our nutrition challenge, we just talk about there is no, there's no end point where magically you can start drinking, you know, seven days a week and you can start eating candy bars for lunch. And like that, that doesn't exist. The people that are, um, you know, healthy and, and are kind of maintaining that are continuing to make those choices over and over and over and over again. They don't just get there and then get to do whatever. Yeah. So thinking essentially, it's like thinking like your future self, right? If you're, you know, being realistic, sometimes these big goals, it might take one, two, three, four, five years. So it's like, what is future Zach doing to get to that? You know, so all of you can answer, you know, what is my future self doing now to be at that place? Yeah. Right. And, and a lot of times we can start to hopefully picture that person. And again, is that, you know, 
if I want to be that person, is that person, you know, ordering takeout every single day? Or does that person work a bit harder to maybe plan some meals ahead and, you know, is that person going to the gym three, four days a week and then exercising on the weekends, right? So it's not like a crazy, it's not even that crazy of a lifestyle, but just it starts with just making some different decisions. Mm -hmm. And because again, we're like the first ones to tell you that you don't need to be on a crazy diet. You don't need to work out every Seven single day. Week, yeah. You don't need to be going for 5K, 10K, 20K runs that you don't find enjoyable. But essentially, when we go back to the super six, mindset, movement, sleep, stress, nutrition, network, how are we making these little changes, right? So different decisions to lead us to where we want to go. And yeah, probably we all could get outside and walk more. And I was the perfect time because the weather's coming again, right? Mm-hmm. Does the healthier version of yourself watch more TV or do they watch less TV and go for walks more or go for hikes more or meet people for coffee, right? What is the the stronger, healthier, happier version of yourself doing? We need to probably think about that and make those decisions. Or what are they not doing? Yeah. Or what are they not doing? Yeah, exactly. We need to embody that person and make decisions that are leading us there and not decisions that are keeping us stuck where we're at. And yeah, we don't want to be unhappy anymore if we're not unhappy. So yeah, that's kind of point number three. Love it. Good. Hope you guys enjoyed our triple threat. I think that one was probably over 10 minutes because we started the timer midway through. Yeah, but it'll be close though. <laughs> um, we will be back. We have some awesome guests lined up for um, some future episodes and of course myself and Zach but other than that have a great weekend and a great Mother's Day and may the what what was yesterday was yesterday but it was may the fourth be with you may the fourth be with you I still yeah see I feel like I like may the force better well may the the force be with you is from the movie yes I know may the fourth is just funny because it's it's may May the the fourth fourth. I got it it was yesterday May the 4th be with you. Stay awesome, everybody. We will talk to you soon. See ya. Thanks again for joining us for another episode. We want to give a quick shout out to the artist Quixotic for letting us use this awesome music. Our goal with this podcast is to help as many people as possible. So if you're enjoying it, then don't forget to leave us a rating, a review, and share it with your friends. Thank you so much for your support. Until next time, stay strong, stay healthy, and stay happy. 